Nervous Fluid, Chapter 7, Trudon. I hope you can appreciate how special it is that Artie can contribute to an institution that actively studies the roots of his condition and how to prevent it. This science has the ability to change lives, and that is why we at THMI are so interested in epigenetics. But, of course, we at THMI study much, much more than just epigenetics. Max and Dr. Soplov were back in his office the next day. Setting up his computer proved a much more arduous task than Max had anticipated, and he was with the IT professional most of the afternoon. Do you know how fossils form, Max? Max cleared his throat before replying to Dr. Soklov. Well, from what I understand, an animal dies, and then minerals are eventually integrated into their bone structure. Max gave a slight shrug at the end to indicate that he was no authority on the subject. Dr. Soklov nodded and continued. Correct. There's some other means, but that's the gist of it. Another question. Do you know what percentage of living organisms become fossils? Max cocked his head and thought, but before he could answer, Dr. Soklov cut him off. Less than one millionth. It's an incredible statistic, and even less are discovered by archaeologists. Yet, from our small sample, we are able to ascertain so much. Do you know much about bioinformatics, Max? Max gave another shrug and smiled. I've had my own genome evaluated before. It said I was 1.2% Neanderthal. Dr. Soklov smiled in return. I knew the answer to that already. We chose you, Max, precisely because you don't have much experience in this area. You have what the Japanese call Shoshin, which means a beginner's mind. You haven't been tainted by the scientific dogma now present in our nation's research institutions, and your career definitely isn't dependent on your findings here. You are, like Charles Darwin, an observational naturalist. Dr. Soklov took a beat to let that sink in. Max didn't know if or what to, to reply to Dr. Soklov's characterization of himself. Charles's son, Francis Darwin, once said about his father, there seems to be one quality of mind which seems to be of special and extreme advantage in leading him to make discoveries. It was the power of letter never letting exceptions go unnoticed. My particular field of study is what is called computational phylogenics, which basically means computer sim simulation of evolution. We as a research community have made great strides in this area, but there are frankly some exceptions that I've noticed. Dr. Soklov used air quotes to emphasize the linking word. Even with our small fossil record of living organisms, we have trouble reconciling it with our understanding of Mendelian genetics. Our models are simply too far-fetched and require rates of beneficial mutagenesis that are astronomical. Simply put, we at THMI believe that something is missing from our understanding and that there is something kind of missing biological mechanism that we have yet to find. 
We may have found it, however, and there is some groundbreaking work that one of our colleagues is working on that I want you to be a part of. Dr. Sokolov took another beat, and Max sat in stunned silence. This was not the kind of research he was expecting. He had an advanced biology degree and taken whole classes on the subject of evolution, but he had never delved this deep. Our colleague Dr. Finkelstein will be giving a lecture on the topic in the auditorium at 2 o'clock today, and I want you in attendance. Max nodded and took his leave. He bid his time playing computer solitaire until 2 o'clock rolled around, and then realized he had no idea where the auditorium was. He found it near the reception area on the outer ring, and it looked out toward the mountain spring. The seats were elevated above ground level and looked down on a small Jewish man wearing a yarmulke standing next to a podium. Automatic blinds were covering the windows as Max took his seat. A PowerPoint presentation flashed up on the interior of the blinds. Good morning, THMI fellows. As many of you may know, I am Leroy Finkelstein, and I am here to give you all an update or introduction to my research work, as is our custom. The man spoke in nasally very thick East Coast accent and was still wearing his white lab coat. Max wondered again where his labs were, and he had forgotten to ask Dr. Sokolov. He would have to wait until after his vacation, as this was the last day before the weekend. A picture popped up on the PowerPoint of a creature he had never seen before. Both feathered and alternatively menacing, his bio biological brain could not put it in a certain species or genus. Its thick legs precluded flight, or even an avian association, but there the feathers were. I would like you all to meet Trudon. He is a dinosaur for the latter Cretaceous period. Don't let his menacing look fool, fool you. He only stands about one meter high in real life. Dr. Finkelstein clicked his remote, and the outline of a man stood next to the picture to show a sense of scale. Trudon still stood taller than the largest German shepherd Max had ever seen. He is, however, the only dinosaur ever found with serrated teeth, which suggests a highly carnivorous diet. Another slide popped up that showed a serrated fossil tooth next to a dime. Judging by his skull-to-brain ratio, Trudon was one of the smartest dinosaurs from any period. Another slide with black skull silhouettes and highlighted brain matter were shown next to the Trudon example. Although we don't have DNA from dinosaurs, we can extrapolate some of their characteristics and find their counterparts in modern aves. Trudon here seems to have an abundance of traits that are common in modern birds, and that is why he is the subject of my latest experiment. Dr. Finkelstein smiled wide and stood back as if he were expecting commotion from the audience. There was none, but he continued undeterred. Although we can't find mosquitoes in amber with intact dino DNA, it is theoretically possible to mimic their phylogeny. I think this will prove to be a great test for my modified CRISPR technology. Using standard chickens as my starting point, I will attempt embryonic enhancements 
and standard breeding techniques to as closely approximate our friend Trudon here as loyally as possible. I won't go into the details of my technique today as this is only an armchair lecture, but I assure you they will be forthcoming as we have po positive developments in the research area. A hand shot up in the audience and Dr. Finkelstein seemed pleased to acknowledge it. His questioner cleared his throat before asking. So, just to make sure I understand you correctly, you are going to try and reverse engineer a dinosaur? Dr. Finkelstein's smile could not have been broader before he answered. Yes, that is absolutely correct. <laughs> 